understanding tone, but understanding how to edit. And I'd always go, like I'd always, if I see it wasn't written right, I would just start typing away again. But you can go back and you can just edit a line and it's not a big deal. You don't have to go back and reprompt, reprompt, reprompt. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're de- we are going to be discussing how business can use AI to drive growth and innovation. We'll also be discussing about how to boost your sales conversion with on-demand insights, how you can stay ahead of the competition, and how to enhance your existing offerings with new features and valuable business insights. Okay, where is the boy blunder? All right, you're changing things up a little bit. I am, I am. I, I, ah, today, one of those days. But uh, you're gonna talk for a second. I'm going to, or just mute myself and try to get this headset going. All right, all right. So welcome everyone to Lunch with Norm. Uh, We got a great crowd joining us already. Hello, Steve, DripFit, Rad, Michelle and Howie, and Howard. We've got a great crowd. Good to see everyone. Today is an AI episode, so make sure you get your questions and comments over in the comment sections. We're, we're trying to do an AI episode every Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, hope you, hope you enjoy. And, uh, yeah, please let us know if there's any questions in the comments. Uh, but welcome our guest. How are you, Shanif? Where are you? There you are. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I am good. I'm good. I'm actually in New York myself, but in Midtown Manhattan. So I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back here. Lucky. Now, you know what? I should have given you a formal introduction, but my mind is everywhere today. I couldn't log in. Like, you know, it's just a typical travel. You can't log into this. I couldn't get the information I needed. But let let me give you... A better introduction. Our guest is the founder of Lacusive, and I hope I say that right. If I say it wrong, just correct me. Um, he's also an AI and ChatGPT consultant with a software development and data science background. He currently helps businesses understand and build systems that connect their internal and proprietary systems to ChatGPT. So our guest is Shaniv Danani. I hope I said that right, right? Did I say it right? You got it. Where are you? All right, perfect. So you're in I'm Midtown. Here. Yep. That's awesome. That's a that I geez, I wish I would have known. I would have popped over last night and, and uh, we could have gone over dinner or something. But uh, I don't usually get down here that often. I live. I, you by know, the I was way, talking to Kelsey. Oh, yeah, I, I live in in a nine restaurant town, and three of the restaurants oh. are pizza chains. So whenever I can get away, I unleash myself. Food-wise. I think that's the right way to do it. There's some good food down here for sure. So maybe it's next just time. a bit, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk AI. Um, let's talk about what you're doing. Uh, you know, what are you seeing as a consultant right now? Uh, there's, it's the craziest time that I've seen. You know, I've been working in AI for about ten years, and it's always been hyped, but it's it's never been this crazy or this hyped. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of uh, fear from some CEOs who are trying to figure out how to use it and are worried that they're not going to be able to figure it out. There's a lot of people who are rushing to implement AI, sometimes maybe a little bit 
uh, haphazardly. And so tons and tons of activity. Uh, it's been an exciting past, I would say, seven, eight months. Yeah, it's it's really been since January, all of a sudden, like AI has been around for quite a long time. Like you said, you've been in the game for 10 years. But since January, it's all about ChatGPT. Do you see how it writes poems? Yeah. Uh, you know, right, it writes <laughs> poems. So I think we're we're a little bit beyond that. But that's actually how I was introduced to it. By the way, <laughs> I got I got it. You got to check this out. Watch. Type this in, and it'll write a poem. But uh, you can use it for uh, a lot more than that. And um, we've we've been using it a lot. And I think we were uh, one of the earlier at least uh services that we're providing uh you have an amazon product uh we would summarize and this is just for us internally but we, we could summarize the listing very easily and then we could uh build out a script uh, mold it a little bit but for all the social media platforms and all we would have to do is just go on there and start talking but now it's advanced even so much further you know with what you can do but maybe we'll talk a bit more of that a little, little bit later on. But why don't we talk about boosting sales conversions? Okay, you've got AI now. You can boost sales conversions uh, with on-demand information and insights. So let's start, start talking about some of these insights. Well, you know, I've mostly been working in the world where you're able to use Gen AI, generative AI, for uh, like really personalizing how how you can use it for your business. So for example, like a lot of folks might be wanting to use it with their own data. Maybe, um, you know, I worked recently with one SaaS uh, provider. He actually works a lot with e-commerce stores and they took a lot of information from product reviews and they use AI to categorize and provide dashboards. And so that's one way you could do it is like, if you've got a lot of freeform text or if you've got a lot of, let's say reviews or whatever it is, you can actually start to use AI to summarize this information and provide insights about what people are buying, or let's say you've got a, a bunch of good reviews. What are the commonalities between that or bad reviews? And so that's one way. Uh, another way that I've sort of found kind of interesting for the world of e-commerce is using AI to optimize your product uh, descriptions and names. So what you can do is you can take a few of the best reviews that you've got. People gave you five stars, maybe some of your best customers. Go take a look at what, what they're saying in their reviews and use AI to come up with maybe an A-B test for your existing headline versus something that AI comes up with, which is uh, like an optimized version of a product description. And so there's, uh, there's all sorts of things you can do. Um, one of the hard parts is just making sure it works with your products, with your data. There's a few ways that you know that I've seen, I've seen that can help with that, but ultimately, if you're a seller, there's there's conversion rates on site which help. There are post uh, purchase things you can do for analytics. There's even landing page optimizations you can do, and I've been using it a lot for SEO as well. So I love that. You know, by I could the way. probably yeah, I could talk your ear off, but I'll pause here no, and see if any talking. of these are more interesting. I, I'm waiting for Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one of the areas I've, I've really used AI myself is an SEO, actually, and something like this would work really well for sellers. Before, you know, I would say when AI really got big back in, let's say, February or March, I had started to try to use it for content generation, whether that was long form content or social media or whatever it is. And at that time, it just was not that very, it was not good. And it's still not amazing. But as time has gone on, uh, the folks who have been developing these AI tools like OpenAI for ChatGPT or Anthropic for Claude, which I'll talk about in a second, 
have done a really good job of making AI produce better content, content that maybe doesn't sound as robotic or as salesy. But uh, there's a way you can use these tools to make even better hyper-personalized, hyper-optimized SEO pages. And the way I do it is I basically use ChatGPT with a web-based plugin or a search plugin to go and uh, basically target a keyword. I find my five competitor uh, articles online, the guys who are doing the best on Google. I ask ChatGPT to come up with an, with an outline for them. And then I ask ChatGPT, hey, here's my company. Go read about it. Go learn about it. Summarize what you learn. Now, combine that article, combine all five articles with what you know about my company to come up with an outline for my own SEO page. Then I'll take all that information and I'll actually use it to go to Claude, another competitor to ChatGPT, and start writing section by section. So essentially what I'm talking about here is the ability to create a long-form SEO-optimized page in, let's say, a couple of hours versus maybe a day and a half or two days, which it might have taken you before, which certainly right. took me before. Yeah, I, I know that uh, we write a lot of content. And we use, uh, I don't know, if have you heard of Phrase? I haven't. You know, there's a lot no. of tools out there, but Phrase is new to me. Phrase uh, was, I think, out before Jasper. And oh, wow. there, there was a difference in it, though. Phrase, what they did, uh, is kind of like um, the answer the public for uh, blog articles. So you would type in your keyword. And it would give you this, um, uh, oh, what's it called? It's not a flowchart. It's like a mind map. But every every question or every answer that you could have with this keyword would come out there. But the difference between answer the public and phrase is it would be the most relevant blog article. So you could ask it to go summarize the top six, uh, and then I could give it to my writer, and they could put it together. But now what you could do is you could take those six, compare them, and come out with the best ranking uh, blog article out there for long-form content. But this is something that uh, you have to be very careful that you read because I've caught so yeah. much crap out there that uh, it could have been ranking from 2016. But uh, it, it's just – and I think that's with everything. Uh, that you get ChatGPT to, to do. You have to read it over or, or you could get stuck uh, looking like an idiot. Am I allowed One to say idiot? Biggest... They told me I couldn't say things like that before. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm old school. That seems like a, a very reasonable word to me. Um, Perfect. <laughs> that's totally fine. But you're you're right, Norm. One of the biggest things I help businesses avoid is there's this term for, for ChatGPT making stuff up from scratch. It's called hallucinations. So I help businesses yes. avoid these hallucinations by allowing them to plug in their trusted knowledge base and their trusted sources so that they can go in and make sure that ChatGPT doesn't make anything up. But you're right. You got to read it afterwards. And a lot of times, even if it's factually correct, it sounds terrible. So you got to go in and update it, its voice and its tone. But I will say it makes life a lot easier to have a tool like this than uh, you know a year or two ago where we were uh, not able to generate these things from scratch. So it's just a matter of learning how to use these tools optimally. Now, one of the questions, oh, here she is. I've arrived. Great. Delivered to the room. I need a pin. Oh, God damn it. It's always rough when you get uh, uh, in it. Well, she's an hour and a half late. An hour and a half late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. One of the, the things, especially when you're talking about AI and prompting, 
um, I've learned this and it's just been, it's, it, it was like, oh, the stress is off my back. But understanding tone, but understanding how to edit. And I'd always go, like I'd always, if I see it wasn't written right, I would just start typing away again. But you can go back and you can just edit a line and it's not a big deal. You don't have to go back and reprompt, reprompt, reprompt. And the, the way that I, I really like doing it, if it comes out absolutely ridiculous, I'll just go back and go back to the original prompt and just click it. And then all of a sudden you can go in and edit. I didn't realize that for uh, up until a few months ago. And it's so easy to do. If you're not doing it, I mean, it's, you know, start doing it. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. You know, I generally do this when I put in something that's so long it can't process it and it says, please try again. So I'll go back to the top. I'll click that little edit icon yeah. and then I'll update it to remove. But uh, I actually didn't know you could do it for, for, for messages that had worked out well. But that's good to know. And it is easy and simple. Um, once you know, you can do it. Yeah. And even just going back and uh, here's another one. Uh, th this is just a couple of things. The dot, dot, dot. Do you, do you under, do you, do you, have you ever used the dot, dot, I'm, dot? I, I, maybe not, I, maybe not, which uh, maybe you can tell me what feature you're okay. talking about. Okay, so the dot, 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 you know, usually that just means ongoing, right? Uh, yeah. But with the dot, 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 that just says, hey, prompt, don't give me all your crap. Just answer the question, but don't run on. So you type so it, it you a very, you type those three dots? Yeah, it gives you a very specific answer rather than running on. So and the the at least for me with prompting, uh, a lot of the times. Oh, here we go. Just a sec. I believe you'll hear a knock on my door in a second. But um, one of the things that that I like doing too is just asking it first if it can do it, and not in a run-on way. Just yes or no, and then I know that it understands. It understands, you know, what you're asking it to do. Uh, one of the biggest things that I found, if I don't like the way that it's answering, I'll go back and I'll ask it to, can you answer it? Um, or first of all, I'll say somebody like Perry Belcher, Jason Flatland, somebody like one, a, a copywriter, uh, Mark uh, DeGrasse. Uh, do you know Scott Cunningham? Yes, I know Scott Cunningham. Do you know his TBIF uh, marketing campaigns? Yes, I do. Please, uh, please restate and like I'll talk about the prompt that it just screwed up in the format of how Scott Cunningham would write it. And all of a sudden it just takes it and writes it and it's completely, completely different. If I say write it like Perry Belcher, very, very well known uh, guy in the business uh, or anybody who's really well known in the business and they have specific writing styles, um, you know, Neil Patel. You know, same thing if you're writing uh, a long form uh, um, long form content. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's saved me a ton of time as well. It's that's really interesting. I I've never liked how these things uh, sound when you don't give them instructions for how they should speak yeah. or how they should write. Like it just just sounds so salesy and so cringeworthy. So that's that's a really good tactic to know. One thing I do is I will give it examples of my own previous writing and have it learn my own writing style and then essentially save that style and then recreate it for whatever new content I want to write next. And so I'm, you know, I'm not as famous as, you know, these Bel Belcher or Neil Patel, 
but what you can do is give it examples of what you've done in the past and have it learn there. And so that's also a good, that's a good way to get it to sound less robotic and less sort of nonsense and, and sound more like a human being. So in originally with ChatGPT or, or yeah, with ChatGPT, you couldn't get it to reference anything. Now it has, you can go and you can upload with the data, not data, data analyzer now it used to be code in court in, in interpreter. But is that how you're getting it to reference uh, these articles? You're just uploading them there? I do something a, a little bit different. So, you know, for those folks who don't know what you're talking about, this there's this plugin advanced data analytics on ChatGPT. That's really meant to do things like analyze data like a CSV file. Um, what I've done, so a lot of businesses have said, hey, I don't, my, this ChatGPT doesn't know about my business. So I've created new software that essentially allows them to set the documents and the knowledge base that they want ChatGPT to have access to. And then they use my tools to automatically provide pieces of those documents when they're talking to ChatGPT. This way you can ask an answer, ask a question and it'll answer based on the information from your internal documents or your FAQs or even your databases or data sets rather than just guessing. So um, this took a little bit of, of work. You know, my background is as a software developer. And so I basically created uh, new tools that let ChatGPT access your documents uh, rather than making things up. And so that's how I uh, work with businesses to make sure that they can use their data with ChatGPT a little bit better. So can you break that down? Yeah, mostly. So I basically, if you think about how folks are using my tools today, there's two things that they can do. One, they can chat with it, with a chatbot. They can use a chatbot to basically talk to ChatGPT, or they can use an API. It's a little bit more technical, so I'll just talk about the bot. Mm -hmm. um, you've probably heard of Slack, I'm guessing. Uh, sure. It's app. Yep. So we built a bot that sits in your Slack workspace. Now, what you can do is you can connect that bot to, let's say, Google Drive, where you've got a whole bunch of FAQ documents or PDFs. Or you can connect it to Google Sheets, where you've got a whole bunch of data or you can connect it to your Salesforce account or Gmail or Notion or whatever it is that you think will contain information that you want to use in the future when you're talking to ChatGPT. Then once you've connected those things, you can just start talking to the bot. And what happens is if you've got a question, uh, it, the bot will look up the right pieces of information or what it thinks could be helpful pieces of information from your whole knowledge base. And it'll say to ChatGPT, hey, I've got this question for you. Here's let's say five or six paragraphs of information or 30 rows from a Google sheet or information from the Salesforce API that might be able to answer this question. Please use this and give me my final answer. And if you can't, just say you don't know. And so this thing that I've built, this chatbot does all this in the background. So you as a user, you just have to ask your question. And if that information is in your documents somewhere, it'll provide an answer. Uh, I've also added the ability to search the web. So if you can if it's not in your documents, but you want to do a search, it'll go out and find your information there. And so it's basically a way for you as a business to make sure ChatGPT isn't making something up. You know, it's not, it's something that says, well, hey, who's who's the founder of Lunch with Norm? Oh, well, it's Bill Clinton, right? Like they would, you know, ChatGPT has the ability to do something like that. But if you connect it to the right data, it's not going to do that. Uh, so my tools are just connecting your chatbots to your data in the background. Does that help? Hopefully it was a little bit more clear. Yeah, it does. No, uh, I... Yeah, I, I've got it. I, and one of the other things I want to talk about, there's a bunch of different questions, but just people using plugins. You said a plugin, you know, and yeah. there's some people that might not know what we're talking about. 
And there are so many incredible plugins that you can use right now. Um, do you want to talk about that and maybe some of your favorites? Plugins, yeah. So for those of you who are, you know, not aren't, aren't are kind of clueless about what we're talking about, uh, if you pay for ChatGPT Plus, you have the ability to essentially toggle on these third-party sort of plugins, these tools that uh, can help you on ChatGPT's website as you're talking to ChatGPT. These can be anything from allowing ChatGPT to access one of your Google Docs to browsing the web to making a reservation using OpenTable. Different companies can create plugins for ChatGPT. And so it's a really easy way for you to take, uh, to basically accomplish what some of my tools let you do, which is incorporating your own information, your own data, your own apps while you use ChatGPT. You know, one of my favorites um, is a tool called WebPilot. And the reason it's basically what it lets ChatGPT do is it gets, it gives it access to the internet so that it can uh, go and download content from different web pages. And the reason I like WebPilot is because it makes it easy for me to do what I said earlier, which was once I've got a keyword that I want to target, I can tell ChatGPT to go find the five uh, top, top ranking articles for that keyword and summarize them and learn from them. And without a tool or a plugin that would have let ChatGPT access the internet, it wouldn't have known how. So WebPilot's one of my favorite ones. I've tried a couple of others. Um, you know, I've, I'm still sort of evaluating some of them. WebPilot's definitely the best one I've used. But what's interesting is it's not a plugin, but it was just rolled out to ChatGPT Plus users. The ability to use um, Dolly, which is an image generator, which is really cool, and Advanced Code Interpreter, which used to be called, I think the it used to be a plugin, but now they've made it part of ChatGPT, which lets you upload data and ask questions of that data. So those are some of the ones I've been using um, today. I would definitely urge you to chat to try them out if uh, if you need any of these features as you use ChatGPT. Have you heard uh, about the uh, beta rollout of the photo an analyzer? No, you know that's new. To, that's news to me. They're rolling out so much stuff so quickly I... these days. I, <laughs> I just got Dali myself. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I saw that. I just saw it in my uh, my suite now. But you can get, and they're rolling this out. So people, some people are getting it before others. But it'll tell you exactly what's in the picture. It'll describe it to you. And uh, I, th I thought that was pretty cool. Um, not sure where they're going to go with that. But the other ones that I like, uh, I do a lot of presentations. And you can get it. All you have to do is if you're in uh, ChatGPT4, so it has to be plus. No, sorry. Yeah. It just has to be plus. Um, when you go into ChatGPT4, um, you can go down to plugins. Click on the plugins, and there's hundreds if not thousands of them. But I just typed in presentation, and there's about three or four there. And I can get a half-decent, like a pretty good presentation from the slides that I can just do like that. And I'll have graphics, I'll have, and I thought that was pretty impressive. Now, it's not 100%, uh, they're fairly basic, but I thought that was cool. And the other one, I talked about it on the podcast the other day, which I really like, because uh, I'm not really that great with automation, is Zapier. Now yeah. I am. Yeah, I can tell it exactly what I want it to do, and it will create the Zap for me, which uh, will be, a huge time saver. But if anybody's listening right now and you uh, you have a favorite plugin or you have a question about uh, ChatGPT or AI in general, 
let us know. Give us a comment. You know, is it working for you or does it suck? Uh, you know, there's so many things out there. What What's your favorite uh, plugin right now or your app? Love to hear from you. And we are at the bottom of the hour. And I should be, uh, Kelsey, if you want to come on for a sec, uh, there is a giveaway today, right? Oh. Yes, there is. Yeah, that's you. There is the there is a giveaway. Um, Shanif, if you want to let everyone know what the giveaway is. Yeah, you know, I've done a lot of business consultations. Normally I charge for them. So I'm just offering, you know, 30 minutes to an hour for free consultation for you specifically, how you can use your data with ChatGPT and giving you a sense for like exactly how to incorporate it into your business. So free consultation for anyone who's interested in learning a little bit more about how to use it for themselves. That's fantastic. And Kels, we're going to, you know, put our name in under mystery names uh, for that one as well. <laughs> okay, everybody. So uh, why don't we just go over to a sponsor and uh, we'll be right back. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business, discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. You know, uh, I was looking at your site uh, just a few minutes before we came on, and I'm just kind of curious about what your company does. Oops, I think I might have lost you for a second. I cut out oh, when I, you said, what's your... Okay, no problem. So just before we got on, I went over and I took a look um, at your company, or just as we were talking, I wanted to get a, a feel for it. Can you give us a little bit of information about the company? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I appreciate you asking. Uh, we essentially do two things. One, we build custom software, so custom consulting services and software services for people who want to connect their data to ChatGPT. That could look like anything. It could look, look like a Slack bot or a job to get your data from one database to another and transform it. So custom services. And then what we also offer is a product or two products that make it easy for you to do that yourself. One is a chatbot, like I was mentioning, which connects into your data sources and just lets you do things like research or Q&A. And the other is an API that lets you do things like looking up your data, searching it. So you can use that if you want to build your own chatbot. So really just trying to dive deeper into the world of helping businesses use their own internal data with ChatGPT and other tools like this uh, so they can make the most of it. And that's going to be the standard down the line, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, I imagine a world where like everybody's got super personalized uh, customer success bot or support bot on their website. I also imagine a world where you've got these systems and tools that can do things for you automatically. Everything from, hey, take these meeting notes for me and then email them out to everybody and then follow up with the calendar invite for a separate meeting. Um, these are sort of what, what's called autonomous agents. This is the way that the world is moving. Everything's gonna be automated. Everything's gonna be sort of intelligently, um, you can handle your tasks intelligently and you're gonna be able to get really hyper-personalized, hyper-relevant um, uh, information um, online anywhere. And I think that that's, Really exciting. That's one of the reasons I really wanted to dive into Locusive and um, start building in this space. This gets me a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not the uh, youngest guy in the room. And uh, I look at how my parents use a cell phone right now. 
and they still can't use FaceTime because they can't push the bloody button. I'm worried about where am I going to be, you know, <laughs> in, in this whole AI thing. Uh, you know, it's it's scary how fast it's going. And, man, yeah. I've got to use my head again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I did a talk the other day for high school students. So even young kids are, are trying to figure out, like, hey, are we going to be out of a job before we even graduate? Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's a yeah. lot of confusion about is this stuff actually going to help us or hurt us? This is definitely one of the most sophisticated things that has become widely available. And so I'm not going to say, hey, I'm, I don't think there are risks. Uh, but I am an optimist. I'm a tech technologist and an optimist. And I always see how technology can make life better. And so I suspect that people's jobs are going to get, people are going to be able to do their jobs a little bit uh, easier. And maybe, maybe there will be a few jobs that are lost. I think it's possible that companies might start to use AI for other things. But I suspect AI is going to make make your job easier. It's going to make it less difficult for you to try to think and a little bit easier for you to get what you need. Now, I might be totally clueless and I might just be have my rose-colored glasses on, but I suspect that life will be better going forward with these tools. Do you know uh, Jeffrey Moore? I don't think I've heard the name, unfortunately. Check his books out. Uh, one is called Crossing the Chasm and uh, okay. the other one was something Tornado. Anyways, it, it's it's talking about uh, like right now with AI, we're in the chasm. Colin Campbell was talking about this on the podcast the other day. That this is where the innovators are. And a lot of the time, the innovators fall out because there's just not enough money behind them for, for like these or these companies fall out because there's not enough of the people that see the innovation to put money into it. And then when you get to the tornado, that's when everybody all the followers come in you know about 80 percent and anyways he was just talking it was very interesting to hear what he has to say about ai where we're at where many of the apps are not going to succeed you know because they 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 have the early adapters there but that doesn't give them enough money or subscriptions to keep the money going unless they get seed money and then you know they can do what they want but uh if you see those two books they talk about technology jeffrey moore and a really interesting guy i wrote the i wrote i read his book on uh what was it something tornado back when i was uh back in 95 or in around there and then he wrote this one called crossing the chasm and uh, these are two must reads if uh if you're in tech and you know, they're, they're 20, 30 years old, but they make complete sense. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's now let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how can sellers unlock the power of their internal data? So it's, you we just touched on it with your chat bots and, and being able to get it to relate to it. Is there anything else that you could talk about? Yeah, it's funny, you know, last time we had chatted, I was running a, uh, a company that was using more of like the traditional AI. So predicting what customers are going to do next or using your data to understand what people are buying. What's interesting, what really strikes me about sellers is they've got all this information about their customers. And sometimes it just sits in an email list that gets used once a month. So there's, there's a lot of really interesting things. I have a bias, I think, towards retention and upselling to your existing customers. And so there's there's a ton of things you can do there. For example, using your data to understand what do repeat purchasers buy most or what's your what's the product that drives people to your website more often than not. 
um, you know, how do you use your data to figure out which of your customers are going to be your whales, uh, even if they've only made one purchase? So there's all sorts of interesting things you can do there. That tends to be more in the world of, I would say, traditional AI or traditional business analytics. From the perspective of Gen AI, I really think that it's it's really good for you to unlock ideas for how do you how do you implement new marketing or tactics or sales tactics that you can use to drive more. For example, if you're thinking about using video, for example, for uh, for driving more sales, but you're not a great video personality or you've never done it before, use ChatGPT to come up with a script for you and then practice that script and then take the transcript and then turn that into a blog post and then a, and then turn that into a bunch of social media comments. You know, take ChatGPT's Ability to be creative and implement that for your own business. Or if you're trying to figure out, we mentioned landing pages earlier. If you're trying to figure out what landing pages are going to perform best, use ChatGPT to come up with a structure. First, you know, heading one, heading two, heading three for the different products that you're offering. It knows a lot about how to optimize pages. Um, if you're trying to drive more, more, you know, one thing a lot of people are trying to use it for now is performance marketing. So if you're struggling to come up with ad copy or figure out how you can implement a product in an ad, ChatGPT now, like you said, has the ability to analyze images and also generate images. So use that to come up with hyper-optimized ads for each product. There's so many, there's so many things you can do, but ultimately they all come down to you as the owner, the business owner and the seller trying to understand where do you move the needle and how can you how can you pull the levers that you have available to you? And that's not something that ChatGPT or most other tools will be able to figure out because it's so specific to your business, but there are commonalities that you can probably use it for, like the ones I just mentioned. Okay. Now, I'm just looking at the time, and I've got a few other questions I want to ask, but I don't think we'll be able to stick in the time limit. Kelsey, do you want to talk to uh, talk about some of these questions that have come in? Yeah, for sure. So we got a, a bunch of questions coming in uh, from our uh, viewers. Uh, first one is from Jut. He says, uh, what are some of the best AI newsletters for e-com? And in general, how can you, uh, being a software developer can help me as an e-com seller, like in product research, talk if you can talk about that in depth. So um, I guess first off, uh, do you have any resources that people can learn about using AI and uh, any newsletters or anything that you're keeping in the know of? Yeah, there's there's one that immediately comes to mind. It's actually from a buddy of mine who used to run a company called Freehook, which was a company that allowed you to do uh, quizzes for your e-com store. I know and they recently sold. Yeah, you might have met Ben. He's an awesome, awesome guy. He's running a newsletter now called supermarketers.ai. And he provides so supermarketers, uh, all one word, .ai. And he provides a ton of really good information on how do you implement AI for marketing? And because he came from the world of e-commerce, he will frequently give you ideas for how you can use it for e-commerce selling specifically. So that's the, that's the first one that comes to mind. Chase Diamond, who's also a legend in the world of e-commerce marketing, has started pivoting a lot into the world of AI. Um, I believe he's got a newsletter. Uh, if not, then he's definitely on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. He posts, I think, two or three times a day. Um, Chase Diamond, D-I-M-O-N-D. He's absolutely worth a follow. Those are the two guys that come to mind right off the top, top of my head uh, when it comes to e-commerce selling. Um, I think I saw something else in there about, you know, if you're a software developer, um, how do you use AI for e-commerce? I think that there's a few things here that, that are probably going to start coming to the forefront. Chatbots are going to be everywhere, but a chatbot that understands your inventory, understands your um, your product, your your value prop, I think is 
going to be a really interesting way for you to gather user feedback and then dr drive users to the products or the pages that make the most sense for them. These tools may exist right now in some rudimentary form, but I think that the advent of ChatGPT and its API are going to make things like that a lot, a lot easier. Uh, quizzes, onboarding quizzes is something that I really have a lot of enthusiasm for. I think that the ability to create AI-driven quizzes or AI-driven uh, onboarding questionnaires that can get more user uh, data and then use that data in more personalized marketing campaigns or email campaigns is going to be really interesting. And so I guess what you're hearing me say is, from a software development perspective, the idea of creating tools that make it easier for users to give you data in exchange for you driving them to the, to the features or products or value things that they want the most is really interesting to me. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the question, but hopefully that answers uh, most of it. Okay, very right, good. Okay, uh, next one is from Neil. I've actually had this question too, um, but can you prompt ChatGPT or other AIs to always tell the truth? And if it doesn't know the answer, it must admit to you and not make something up. You know what? The answer is no. So the way that most businesses handle this is a little bit different. Instead of saying to ChatGPT, hey, don't make things up, what you can do instead is say, here's a bunch of context that I want you to use to answer my question. If the answer to my question is not found in this context, say that you don't know or it's not found. But if you don't provide context and you just try to prompt ChatGPT to tell you something that it may or may not know, because of the way that these AIs have been trained and because of the ways that they've been programmed to respond to users, uh, they don't know what they don't know. It's not like they're thinking. It's just that right. they're sort of word prediction machines and they can't tell you if it doesn't know something. More, more likely than not, it will try to make something up. So be careful about that. I know we had um, uh, Saj uh, Adabas. I think that was that. That's his last name. Uh, Saj, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I, I you know, I butcher names, Saj. But uh, he was on, and he talks about a prompt that he uses on a regular basis to help with uh, to to minimize uh, the hallucinations, <laughs> and that is to relate back. So he'll have a prompt that he'll create that just says relate back to X. And so it'll stay like it'll always be relating back to the uh, the prompt earlier on, so it'll keep it straight. And uh, he says that works really well for him. Do you do that? You know, most of the time, there's a few ways I'll use ChatGPT if I'm trying to search or get some factual information. I will ask it my question, and then I will double check what it says. And sometimes I'll call I'll call it out. I'll be you know I recently used ChatGPT to help me with some accounting and legal documentation. And it told me a few things and I was like, you mentioned this, are you sure about that? And it usually says, oh, I apologize. You know, you're correct, this was incorrect. So one of the things I'll do is just reread it very carefully. The second thing that I, I do is, this is maybe more of a issue related to long form content. You may or may not have understood, like, sorry, to take a step back, ChatGPT and other LLMs have been trained in a certain way where they can only take in a certain amount of information. So if your message history gets really, really long, they're gonna start forgetting things. So what I will do is I will remind it for remind it about something that we had discussed earlier in the conversation. If I'm asking it to write a section of a long form blog post, I'll give it the outline that it maybe created many messages ago. Or if I'm asking it to come up with some factual information, I'll copy what it said earlier. And I say, you know, referring back to this, please uh, clarify your answer. And then I'll almost always go and verify things on Google because unless it's really obvious, uh, you can never really trust it. So there are ways to minimize hallucinations. 
but unless you're giving it context that you want it to use as uh, like the golden set of truth, it's gonna, you can never trust it 100%. Okay, next question. Okay, this one is from Tuyen. Um, are there any plugins that will help summarize info from webinars, videos, and such? Great question. I recently, you know, there's it's, it's not a plugin, but there are a few Chrome extensions I use where when I'm, for example, browsing YouTube, you can get the transcript and summary of any video, any video that you're uh, that you're watching. So I'm actually bringing it up right now so I can get you guys the names because they've helped me out quite a bit. Um, let's see here. If I can find the names of those plugins, uh, of course, you know, the when I need it, uh, <laughs> plugins aren't coming, <laughs> the tools aren't coming up on YouTube, but um, maybe what I can do is get it to you guys for the show notes later. But there are a couple of Chrome extensions where you can get transcripts. You just click a button and you copy the entire transcript of a YouTube video. That works really, really well. Uh, and then you can e even summarize it as well. So um, those are some of the things I would look into is Chrome extensions. Now, there is a, a Chrome extension, I believe, called Summarize Everything. And I, I believe it comes up and it does ChatGPT, Claude, Bard, and Bing. And you just click on each one and it'll summarize because it's almost like reading a different newspaper. They all come in at a, you know, uh, they all have their own way of thinking. Um, and the other apps that we use, and, and I find them to be pretty good, uh, if you want to import anything into uh, picture, uh, Pictory, that's one. I can't, you know what? I uh, I think I've been calling it Pictionary, and I just I realized that the other day I've been saying, oh no, I've been saying Pictionary. It's not a game. It's actually a really great app, Pictory, and um, there's Descript that's out there that that can do the exact same thing, and you can do it with Fireflies as well, but. Uh, uh, Descript for sure is really great. And we use uh, Pictory quite a bit. And all you have to do is just add the, the URL. It'll write the transcript. And then you can take it and actually write it in multiple languages. It's pretty good. Um, there's so many tools out there. As you oh, were talking, I also, just, I also just looked up the name of the one I use. It's called GLASP, G-L-A-S-P. And there's Glasp. another one called AI, AI Summary. So there's just so many YouTube transcript AI summary. It's literally the name. So there's so many interesting things out there you could use. I'm just writing that down. All right. We just got a couple more. Um, this one's from CoolHand99. Uh, is there a ChatGPT plugin that can take a product photo and place it in a setting of choice? If not, what AI tool would you recommend to do that? I, I haven't heard of a tool that does this specifically, at least not a plugin, but I follow this one person on, on Twitter who uses mid-journey to do something like this, where she can take your product photo and then put it on a table or on a, in a background that of your choosing. And it's like, it's actually really, really cool uh, what she does, but she's not, you know, she's not using a plugin on ChatGPT. She's a mid-journey specialist. So unfortunately I don't have that off the top of my head. I will search right now. Um, but Norm, do you know of any tools or plugins yeah. that can do this on ChatGPT? Uh, yeah, ecomtent. So ecomtent.ai. Uh, does exactly that, and I think yes. I think Max uh, Max Sinclair is the guy who uh, came up with it. Uh, I believe we have a discount. I think we have a discount, Kels. Okay, I have to double check that. Yeah. Um, and our last comments. 
uh, is from Howard. He says uh, he's currently using an app called Maverick for personalized videos embedded in customer thank you emails and in-cart abandonment emails. Uh, he says it's very encouraging uh, results and has had some great customer feedback from it. So you should check that out as well. It's awesome. I'm, I'm and, a huge proponent of personalized videos. If you can do it at scale, which is one of the big blockers uh, of the past few years, that's awesome. So I appreciate you mentioning that tool. Yeah, there was a, an event I went to last weekend uh, in San Diego. It was a Titan Network event. And um, uh, there was a presentation that I missed. Uh, but somebody, like uh, a lot of the, the people that were there were saying, oh, you missed your presentation. Ha, ha, ha. Well, the presenter went on, uh, and he did this with Kevin King. He did this with me. And it was, uh, we're going to ask Norm the six things he likes to do with his beard and i'm listening to it and he sent me over the presentation i'm, I'm listening to it and i'm going oh my god this is me this, this is me is it he used uh, 11 labs to dupe my voice <laughs> and it was it was my voice and we had never talked uh he just went in listened to a little bit of my uh my uh you know my audio pumped it into it and it came up with these hilarious uh, things. And it sounded like me. I caught uh, with Kevin, there was just a glitch in the way that he would speak. Uh, and I thought, oh, okay, I would know that that's not Kevin. But with mine, I couldn't tell the difference. These tools are so, so cool and also a little bit scary. Like I would not want someone imitating me, but the world yeah. is moving so quickly here. It's fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think we'll get your con. How about we get your contact information, and then Absolutely. what we'll do is we'll go over to uh, a sponsor, then to the wheel. And I'm just going to remind you, especially if this is your first time watching the podcast, uh, we have a giveaway at the uh, top of the hour, and you've got about 30 seconds before that window shuts out. Uh, but hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll be able to enter for a 30 minute session. And why don't you talk about that session, by the way? It sounds great. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of businesses are trying to figure out how do they use AI to do things like create a personalized journey. For example, they might have a bunch of resources that they know if somebody reads these resources, they're gonna go and make a purchase. Or they might have a whole bunch of, uh, one example, clinical trial data, if you're a medical company that, you want to turn into your own LLM and start selling that to your to your and maybe competitors, and so these are some of the types of projects that I help businesses think through, and then I'll actually go in and work with them to create the tools to do these things. Anything from as simple as using ChatGPT to rename some data, all the way up to creating your own LLMs that can go through and use your data to answer questions. And so the first step in all of these is to understand what you want to do, and uh, you know I've got several projects right now that I'm working on. So I'm not doing a ton of consulting calls, but um, this is basically the first step is getting a sense for how you can implement uh, AI for what you want to do. I can help you think about that and talk to you about how that could look uh, on, on a 30 minute call. Okay, very good. All right, Kels. So why don't we head over to a sponsor and we'll come right back. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, 
get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistance for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. Okay, before we get to the wheel, uh, contact information. I am always available on email, so it's just my first name, Shanif, at locusive.com, L-O-C-U-S-I-V-E. Um, you can check me out online. Locusive.com is the website. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn pretty heavily. Uh, Shanif Danani, uh, D-H-A-N-A-N-I is my last name. So just, yeah, feel free to email me. That's probably the best way to get in touch. If, you, uh, if I can help with anything, please let me know. I always love talking about this stuff. Okay, very good. All right, it's time. Let's get to the wheel. It's time for the Wheel of Okay. Yeah, we got a lot of entries. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for entering our Wheel of Kelsey. Let's see who the winner is. We do this every single episode. And it looks like there's our LinkedIn friend, Tien. All right. Congrats. All right. So just uh, message me. Uh, You can email me, kate, at lunchwithnorm.com, and we'll connect you uh, with the calendar link. And uh, congrats again, and thank you, everyone, for entering. Very cool. Right, Looking forward to it. There we go. You're off the hook. This was awesome. Uh, we're going to get you back on. We're going to talk more AI, and uh, probably uh, everything we know about AI is going to double or triple within the next few months. Yes. So I can't wait <laughs> to have you back on. It moves on. fast. It moves fast. <laughs> That's awesome. Too fast for an old guy. But uh, yeah, let's. Um, I'm going to remove you and put you backstage. I'll come back to you in just about a, a minute or two. But thank okay. you so much for, for being part of the show today. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur.